0: they've managed to create a soundtrack for The Unpredictable, basically. <laughs>
1: that sounds like that, that can be my new official title. Jason Graves, creating a soundtrack for The
0: Unpredictable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but only if, if your voice can say that when I pull out the business card.
0: <laughs> That's composer Jason Graves, and he's back to talk about his new and unusual score for the game Evolve. And while several of Jason's past soundtracks used orchestral players, if not a full-blown orchestra, the music for Evolve is a departure. From Infinite Guest, this is Top Score, a weekly visit with contemporary composers who make video game soundtracks. I'm Emily Rees.
1: Evolve is from the developers of Left 4 Dead, which has a big following and was a really, really solid game series, and it is an online multiplayer shooter where you can be in a team of four people that are called hunters, and you are hunting a big monster. And you can also play as the monster. And this is what's so interesting about it. So both sides have their strengths and weaknesses. And the title comes from the fact that as the monster, one of your main necessities is to hunt and eat. And the more you eat, the more you evolve, the bigger you get, the stronger your capabilities, so on.
0: Look, I mean, we've talked several times about several very different projects. But this is in some ways quite a departure for you, and in other ways, this is so you. <laughs> so, uh, tell me a little bit about writing music for Evolve.
1: You know, it seems like the the most the most fun games that I end up working on are drawn out over a fairly long period of time. And Evolve was really no exception. I think it was 2011 when I submitted um, music to them as just kind of examples of of what I've done in the past. But the interesting thing with them, you know, they THQ originally had them, they went out of business, and then the, the, the developer was sold at auction, and uh, 2K ended up buying them. And I think mostly the staff stayed the same. And thankfully they kept the composer. (laughs) You know, a lot of times that that goes different ways depending on, on what you're working on. But there were some different people involved um, music-wise that kind of came and went with this up and down and back and forth, and I think I ended up submitting music three or four different times just because different people were in charge of deciding what to do. And the reason I mention this, it happens a lot in games anyway, but the reason I mention it is every time they asked for new music, they were always kind of asking for the same thing more or less, but I kept refining what I thought would be an interesting approach you know, in my head as I basically as I pitched them the kind of new... Examples of of what I'd be doing. So, in a way, the music really evolved. I mean, it's a bad pun, but (laughs) it, it does it does work. But the music evolved not only as I was working on it, kind of full time towards the end, but also just in kind of the idea of what it could be. Because you had these two different sides, and they wanted to have music for the two specific sides, which I don't know personally a lot of games that that do that. And it was definitely something interesting to approach as a composer.
0: So what did you think the game needed musically? As you said, you know, different people uh, throughout the project asked you for certain things that were more or less similar and that you changed what you thought the music should be. So
1: let's talk about that. You know, they had all these crazy... YouTube examples of things that they thought may work. This would be a great example of what we want, but not quite so fill-in-the-blank. And it was really all over the map. Anything from, you know, something from, like, the main title to Goldsmith's Alien. Like, we like this, but not with the orchestra. (laughs) 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 You know, which, I mean, we we both know enough about music to, well, it's all orchestra. (laughs) But th- their point was the vibe, kind of the mystery and the alien aspect of it. There were a lot of examples like that. So for me, and I don't, I think most people, especially fans of, of video games who then turn into fans of video game music, don't realize how how little the composer most of the time really has to do with the, the overall sound of the score. I mean, even when I say I've been giving a lot of creative freedom for something, like for Evolve, for example, I'm, I'm still working within kind of this this predefined box of at least what I think the developer is is looking for. So when those terms line up with kind of what I'm interested in exploring musically, it's always a really happy medium for me. And that, that was the case with Evolve. I'd come off of Tomb Raider and, and Dead Space, even uh, Murdered Soul Suspect, was a lot of orchestral kinds of things. And Evolve seemed like a great chance to basically throw the fire the orchestra, just send them all home. <laughs> And do everything but that. I'd gotten into playing a lot of guitars and going through guitar pedals and, like, as much real world kinds of physical things, like pick up and bang something. We talked about that a little bit in Tomb Raider. So, blow that up times 10 with guitars and amps and even playing things and then reamping them through some of the guitar pedals. As many. You know, I mean, bongos played with pencils but run through a distortion pedal or all that kind of crazy experimental stuff. And that's what I really got to geek out on with this game.
0: And you love geeking out on that stuff. I mean, that <laughs> never gets
1: old for you, does it? <laughs> oh, who, who doesn't love geeking out? Of course.
0: I know, though, that you're a theme guy. You like to write themes for characters, develop them, manipulate them. I mean, when you got the opportunity to do that in Tomb Raider, you were just beyond excited to do that. And this is not that kind of score, is it? In in this regard, this score seems more similar to me to, like, Dead Space, the very first Dead Space, or it, kind of.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And there's definitely... No themes. Even the the first track, I think called Learning Something, I don't know, something that's got Evolve in the name that is the quote unquote main theme that plays on the menu. That was the very last thing I wrote. <laughs> literally. Wow. So the main theme is only on the main menu. It's really not a main theme. But this, you know, this game doesn't need that kind of thematic stuff. Because it's an online co-op. Combat system essentially. So you've got five people, well, four people talking, and then a fifth one out on their own. But it's it's all about communication, and the music is there as a background support. It it should almost function as sound design more than you know. Oh, there's that there's that theme, and even. You know, you can have a non-thematic score that still has, you know, snippets and, and melodies, let's say, that kind of catch your ear. And that isn't even in Evolve, really. There's no... It's all groove. And it, in a way, it kind of... I felt like I was, I was baptized, you know, in the waters of groove. me like you know complete control to just totally revert back to my seventh grade drummer (laughs) and just groove everything's a groove and it was it was refreshing really.
0: Well and that's kind of what I was thinking as I was spending time with with listening. It's like there there aren't themes but there is a theme and the theme is exactly what you just said. I was like there's a groove there's an ambiance these these pieces still all fit together, even if they're not woven together thematically.
1: Right. There's hopefully cohesion That that it's just not thematic cohesion.
0: Yeah. It's just a different way. I mean, I'm only harping on it because it's a very different way to think about a score. It's a very different way to write a score. I mean, it just kind of fascinates me.
1: It's definitely... I'd, I mean, you know, you could say it's a challenge on, on one hand, but on the other hand, it's actually quite liberating, because in a way, you know, I talked about geeking out, and a lot of it for me is just trying new things and, and learning new things, and for this, I don't think there was any piece of music I wrote, aside from the main menu and a couple of longer cinematics, nothing was over maybe 30 seconds long, so... And most of it was more like 5 or 10 second snippets of, I mean I wrote so many stingers for this game because ba- the, the score is almost entirely made up of stingers. the tracks that you've heard that are from the promo CD, I literally opened up, you know, like the uh, monster perspective stealth mode, and I had 15 of these little short pieces, and I kind of strung them together um, on the timeline, and and put them together the way they are supposed to be played back in the game. So essentially, it's like you're hearing... Kind of what would happen with a, a little bed, and then different stingers that get triggered at different times, and something gets quieter, and then it pauses, and then something else comes in, and trying to kind of match the ebb and flow of gameplay.
0: And a stinger is what you write like if there's a scary moment, or if something jumps out at you, or if you fall, or right? Am I correct? Exactly.
1: A stinger is just something, normally it's considered a very short piece of music, maybe less than five seconds long, that almost is more like a bum, you know, something that plays, that signifies you've done something in the game. In the case of Evolve, I mean, some of my stingers were 20 or 30 seconds, because they would play and then have these really long tails that would just kind of fade out, and then a lot of times something else would be fading in on top of it.
0: So what attracted you to this project initially? I mean, I, some, sometimes I'm really hazy on exactly how much you know when you're pitching for a project. Like you said you sent them music in hopes purportedly that they would hire you. How much did you know at that moment when you're sending them music trying to get hired for this game?
1: Usually when it's when it's that early, there's some concept art. And a general idea of what the game's supposed to be about, and lots of words about what they want the music to sound like. So for me, I had just come off of the instrument with Tomb Raider. talking about experimental sounds and unknown sound sources, and we don't know really what that sound is, but it makes us feel fill-in-the-blank. So I, I was kind of on that experimental sculpture, weird sound source high, and that's what really drew me to it in the first place
0: and there are some really fascinating bizarre sounds in this especially there's a track called and i know you don't always you're not always up on what they name the tracks but escape evade eat evolve There's this sound effect in there, and it sounds like a mount, uh, like a monster kind of roaring, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you really did create some unique sounds in there.
1: <laughs> that one, um, I think that's the that's the monster tutorial music. And um, yeah, there was, I think I was doing um, the cinematics, which are normally at the end of the game, the music creation for the game, and they were... I think someone said something like, we'd love more attention called to the music in in the cinematics and in the tutorial and in the main menu where a lot of the in-game stuff was more, it would do something and kind of fade out because five seconds later, it's going to do something else. I mean, it's just constantly getting triggered because you've got four people instead of just one player, four players, if you're on the hunter side, triggering all these different events. So it's more in in the background. And with the cinematics, they said, we could be more aggressive, you know? And I think the audio director even said, I'm not going to say futuristic, and you didn't hear me say the word dubstep, but... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so, all right, I'm, I'm writing down futuristic dubstep, and now I'm crossing it out. He's like, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> But that, um, I I think, the sound that you're talking about is kind of this low synth, kind of falling, like (laughs) I read, yeah, kind of gritty, and that was, you know, my my non-specific homage to uh, non-futuristic, (laughs) non-dubstep.
0: So you are a percussionist. This is something we always talk about because it, <laughs> it just because it's just so great. What did you play on this soundtrack? You mentioned bongos, put through processors with pencils. What other kinds of things did you bang on and strum and you know for this soundtrack?
1: You know, I think for this particular game, the moment of revelation came when I was I bowed a cymbal. And, you know, it sounded like a bowed symbol. And I thought, that sounds neat, but I want to do something different to it. Oh, yeah, I've got this, this insanely massive guitar rig over here with all these pedals and speakers, and I should just run it through there. And I always considered that I could do it, but I'd never had the chance to do it yet. So I had all these crazy, like, it sounded really echoey and lots of reverb and effects on it. And I had my headphones on because I was going to be kind of re-recording. And I... Well, I did this. I don't know if you could hear that, but that was my chair oh. just rolling across the floor. So I rolled my chair over to the station where the pedal was because I was going to, you know, move some knobs. But I could hear the microphone, and instead of that whoop sound, it kind of went <laughs> like this, really cool sounding, um, and it was in it was in time with the music because the way you can set these sounds up, they can, you know, they can play back in time with the the beat that was playing. And I was like, oh my gosh. So, and I wish I had a a camera because I literally just sat there and I had my hands on the desk and I was rolling my chair, really short sounds kind of in time with the beat with this stupid (laughs) grin on my face because it sounded... It kind of sounded like maybe like a monster wing flap or maybe something passive, I mean, like a sound effect, but it was musical because it was, you know, in time with the track that I was working on. So after that, all bets were off. And I mean, I was tapping on like a pizza box and, and, and shaking my pencil can and I would... I mean, literally anything I could get my hands on. I have um, some things that are just metal that makes interesting sounds that I'd never used, and all those came in, you know, the the bottom of a birdcage tray, and just really anything, anything and everything.
0: I also get a kick out of your mixed meters,
1: drummer. Yeah. <laughs>
0: have a chance to play it at all it just sounds so fun to be able to be the bad guy
1: i didn't get a build to play they i think they would have given me something if if i wanted to but honestly they would need x number of minutes and i mean i'm not kidding i'm we're talking i mean it must have been four or five hundred different stingers of things like and you like you know birds sighted nearby versions one through six You know, and each one of those is five seconds long and they'd need a hundred stingers. So for me, it was kind of head down and I got movies of the gameplay, of course. So I could see what the music, where the music would be playing and what it would be signifying. But a lot of times, I got to be honest, playing through the game is, is a handicap for me because I end up, well, I end up playing it and not thinking about what needs to happen or what I need to do.
0: And, of course, your pace of playing would maybe be completely different from my pace of playing. I mean, this is—other composers have mentioned this, that, you know, you get a good sense for pace, but to play it yourself, you know, that can kind of muck that up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the other side of that coin is when the developer gives me a playthrough, they blast through everything. Because, you know, they know where all the things are, and they know how to do this, and, you know, they get to the boss level, and it lasts for 20 seconds. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They're— You're asking for a minute's worth of music. Why? Oh, it'll be longer than that, you know. Okay. I think what I love about it the most personally is it's the antithesis of anything orchestral. i 've got you know these out like actual synthesizers, not these plugins on the screen of the computer, like real synthesizers on the left side of my desk, three of those that I used, and then all these guitar pedals and external equipment and microphones all over the studio and it really let me just throw everything into it and kind of mix it up in the blender and figure out what it sounded like almost after I recorded everything and I hadn't listened to it in. Oh, it must have been f- maybe four or five months, but they didn't, I know there wasn't an official soundtrack and I'm putting together a promo release. So I was thinking, oh geez, 500 five second pieces of music, mean, right? What kind of a CD is that going to make? So I went through yesterday, I guess actually Monday, two days before we were going to talk, because I knew, um, It would be great for you to hear something other than just the two pieces we did for the blog, for the Evolve blog. Spent a day running through everything and was kind of amazed. I came up with 75 minutes of music that didn't, at least to me, sound like... 505 second pieces. They kind of they string together fairly well. And honestly, I don't remember doing half of it. So, you know, some of it I'd go, "Oh, no, boring." And I'd delete it. And then other stuff I'd go, "Wow, what's that sound?" <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember.
0: Thank you so much, Jason. It's always a pleasure to hear your voice and hear your new music. And uh, sounds like I'll be talking to you again soon.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. It's always great, always great talking. And yes, definitely can't wait to talk again soon about some of those other fun projects.
0: Thank you for listening to Top Score. You can find more shows from the Infinite Guest Network online at infiniteguest.org. You can learn more about composer Jason Graves and see a full playlist from this episode at infiniteguest.org, too. Jason and I have talked in the past about uh, 2013's Tomb Raider. We talked about the Dead Space series and last year's Murdered Soul Suspect. You'll find all those archived episodes at infiniteguest.org as well. TopScore's production assistants are Pierce Huxtable and Nina Potok. Mark Hintz mixes each episode. TopScore is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts, Artworks. Follow TopScore on Twitter and Facebook at TopScore Podcast. That's TopScore. I'm Emily Reese.